It's passing in collect season, and today's topic we will be talking about ECG overviews. This is how to pass NCLEX Monday motivation. If it's your first time joining us here at RemarNurse.com, hello there. My name is Regina Callion, and I will be your NCLEX instructor today, going over this very, very, very important topic for a nursing student like yourself who is looking to pass their state boards. We're going to jump right into it. You guys are from all over the planet. You just amaze me how every Monday you know this is what we do. So, if we are talking about if we are talking about ECGs, where we need to start with the introduction. And so the normal ECG tracing is looking for is evident of the conduction system, the normal conduction system, the very first electrical impulse for each cardiac cycle that is going to originate in the sinus node. And, it, and then it is spread to the rest of the heart through the specialized conduction systems, okay? In the intraatrial tracks, AV node, bundle of his, and right and left bundle branches. So I say all of that, those are important anatomical points that you do wanna know, right? Functioning of the cells, things like that. But what we're trying to say is that we're looking for electrical impulses, okay? However, in clients who have diseased myocardial or diseased heart cells, the electrical conduction that we're searching for, it can be erratic um, or it could be nothing, all right? Erratic to none, leading to that abnormal ECG tracing, okay? So PowerPoint here is when we put on an ECG monitor on our patients, okay? And sometimes, let me say this, you'll hear the term EKG or ECG, they mean the same thing. When we put that monitor on our patients, what we're looking for is the electrical activity that is going through your heart each time it pumps, okay? So just so we're clear. So where does it go? What is it all about? How does the heart pump? We always have to root our foundation of NCLEX in anatomy and physiology. It's one of the first classes you take in nursing school, even before nursing school. It is your responsibility to know this information. And so we're talking about um, the location. We're going to be uh, in the third to fifth intercostal space, right? Um, and so when the blood, the blood is traveling through the heart, we're actually monitoring how the heart pumps. And so there is a mechanical function of that and there is a conduction system, okay? And so the mechanical function and what you are responsible for making sure you're comfortable with is knowing how the blood is traveling, those heart chambers. So the blood going to the right atrium and then through the tricuspid valve into the right ventricle and then the, through the pulmonic valve into the pulmonary arteries. So we're gonna start off with the right portion of the heart and then we're going to move to the left atrium, right? The goal. And we're gonna get that through the mitral valve, all right? Into the left ventricle. And so the valves of the heart, the the cardiac valves are making sure that the blood is traveling in how many directions? How many directions do we want blood to flow in? <laughs> Between the two chambers. We just want it to go into one direction, right? And so that is the significance of knowing the valves 
in, in conjunction with the heart chambers, right? Because the valves are making sure that we don't have a backflow or a regurgitation problem. So we always want blood to flow in one direction. And when we have it flowing in one direction, it makes for a better EKG reading. All right. So that's the heart chambers and the cardiac valves. Now, the conduction, the conduction system is where we talk about the, the depolarization, the repolarization, the polarized cells. So if you have the virtual trainer, we go all over all of that portion in the VT. All right. So make sure that um, those terms are familiar with you. But the, the the sinus node is where the electricity, the sinus node is SA node, right? The SA node is where we are expecting the heart to initiate contraction, right? Now, the sinus node has special cells in it that allows it to generate a contraction, but every other portion mentioned here, the AV node, the bundle branches, and the Purkinje fibers can also generate contractions. They're just not going to be as effective. All right. So it is important for you to know um, the conduction system of the heart and understanding the correct pathway for the heart to function as well. Okay. And this is why the cardiac system can be a challenge to nursing students because in nursing school, we learn this information so fast. We learn it so fast and then sometimes we forget. But for your state boards, make sure that you go back to it and read, 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 read. That's the best way to learn this information. Okay. So as we are building on top of our foundation, Okay, as we're building on top of our foundation of proper anatomy and physiology, then this is where we can bring in the equipment to test the anatomy and physiology. Don't just study the equipment and not know how it applies to the human body. So what we're looking at and what you'll be tested on for NCLEX is the 12 lead electrocardiogram. Okay, 12 lead electrocardiogram. And pay attention because we do have NCLEX questions coming after this small, small presentation. All right. And we're going to do our bonus question as well. So Facebook is on you today to share, share, share. Okay. All right. So the, the 12 lead EKG, um, this type of monitor will differ in different settings. So no matter where you work at, it's gonna probably look different, but it's gonna have the same components. It's the same thing that we say about the chest tubes when we talk about respiratory system. The, the chest tube may look different, but it's gonna have the same components. You're going to have your monitoring cable, your display system, um, and then the electrodes. And so what we're gonna focus on is knowing that the electrodes is where we are putting on the patient, okay? Periods, where we're putting on the patient. So you have leads for your ECG that go on your chest and you have leads for your ECG that go on your limbs. Can anybody tell me how many leads are there? How many leads am I gonna be looking for when I when I put this machine on the patient, how many leads should be on the patient? 
a simple question, but you know how NCLEX tricks us and then we end up not really knowing, all right? Shout out to everybody from here all over, 12. It's a 12 lead EKG. Whew, that was a tough one, right? Okay, so we have a 12 lead EKG and this is what we were gonna be putting on our patient. It is important for you to know how many go on the limbs, how many go on the patient, all right? And I will leave that for you to put in the comments, all right? Does anybody know? Put it in the comments. Now, we definitely know that each limb is responsible for looking at a certain portion of the heart, okay? Each limb is responsible for looking at a certain portion of the heart as well as the precordial leads, which are on the chest, all right? And they go on the anterior and the lateral chest wall, anterior and lateral chest wall. So why do we do, why do we do this EKG? Very simple, okay? We are looking for a disruption of that electrical activity in the heart. So things that will cause disruptions, things that you will see are going to be myocardial infarction, cardiac dysrhythmias, cardiac enlargement, electrolyte disturbances, and also, also we're going to have, uh, uh, we'll be also be able to see the cardiac function in general, okay? Cardiac function in general. What are the components, what are the components of a normal ECG? Okay, what are the components of a normal ECG? What you need to be able to identify first and always for NCLEX is sinus rhythm. It's normal sinus rhythm. And these are literally the four components that are going to help you the most. And so we have the heart rate, okay? For an adult, the normal heart rate is 60 to 100, right? The P wave, and as you can see, the P wave is literally going to indicate atrial contractions. So this is the beginning. This is the beginning of the depolarization of the heart. This is the beginning of the atrium contracting. Knowing your P wave and understanding that the length of your P wave, meaning the, the PR interval, the length that your atrium is contracting, knowing that that length is 0.12 to 0.2 seconds is gonna be extremely helpful, all right? And another thing, I didn't skip over the box before, but another thing about the P wave is that you should see with every, every segment, you should have one P wave, only one P wave for each QRS complex. And it's the same, one P wave, one QRS complex. And the relationship here, does anybody know the relationship between the P wave and the QRS complex? It's very similar. They always come in pairs, all right? Every time the heartbeat, you got one P wave, you got one QRS complex. One P wave, one QRS complex. And the reason why is because the P wave represents the atrium contraction, uh, atrial contraction. What does the QRS complex represent the what contracting? 
P wave is atrium. QRS is, do you guys have it? Ventricle, ventricle. So P wave, atrial contraction, QRS, ventricular contraction. All right, don't forget that. All right, because when we're looking, when we're looking at our EKG here, ECG, I'm looking here and I'm seeing, okay, the atrium is contracting once, and then the QRS complex means the ventricles are contracting, and the T wave is the heart kind of relaxing, right? Kind of relaxing out, right? Relaxing out. All right. And so the QRS complex, you need to be familiar with the shape and the length of it as well. And for QRS complex, really anything less than 0.12 is going to be um, a considered a normal, um, a normal shape for that QRS complex. Okay. Perfect. So when we talk about normal ECGs, it's good for us to understand the normal so that we can be able to answer the questions about abnormals. And electrolytes are going to be very, very influential on what an ECG looks like. So it is who of you now, especially those who are studying for next generation NCLEX, even those who study for this current NCLEX, you need to know how when you have too much or too little of certain electrolytes, how it's going to affect your heart. So we're going to look at hypercalcemia. Does everybody know what that term means? Hypercalcemia. When you have too much calcium in the body, what it's going to do is it's going to shorten your QT interval. All right. Shorten your QT interval. When you have too little of calcium, it's going to prolong your QT interval. It's going to have, you want to have a very tall QT interval. So if we go back, we're looking at the QT intervals, right? You're going to have a very high, tall QT interval, all right? And so this is what I mean. I'm referring to this normal conduction here that you see for hyperkalemia, hyperkalemia, you are going to have a tall T wave. Again, very high, tall peak T wave. And hypokalemia, when you have um, too much potassium, you, I'm sorry, too little potassium, hypokalemia, next you're going to have a flattened T wave. So not much height to your T wave at all. And you should be able to identify um, abnormal ECG patterns just on the way that they look. Okay, just on the way that they look. So here we are able to see just some abnormalities. Um, the, the first one in A, you can see that the P to P interval um, and the R to R interval seem to be quite long, right? Um, also, for B, this is definitely a slower heart rate, right? The, um, the bradycardia is here. So you have to be familiar with the generals, right? Because if B is bradycardia, everybody can see how B can be bradycardia, a slow heart, heart rate. What about C? If B is bradycardia, when you look at C, if NCLEX gives you C, what should you be thinking that it is? Everybody should be in their mind, new nursing students, um, 
graduate nursing students, we should be saying, well, C looks like there are way too many beats. Yes, C is definitely tacky. And so this is the general information that you, you're going to have to know for your NCLEX exam. But it's tough if you've never seen it before, right? It's very difficult. Uh, so this is the point where content beats questions. Content beats questions. So again, abnormal ECG tracing. And if you have the virtual trainer, somebody said, how do I use the VT? If you have the virtual trainer, we go over the, um, we have ECG overview in the VT, okay? And so I'm gonna tell you the main ECGs that you need to know for your NCLEX exam. We, we go over, of course, the normals, all right? We go over atrial fibrillation, atrial flutter, Ventricular tachycardia, know it, know the difference between stable and unstable ventricular tachycardia. Also, you need to know the difference between cardioversion. Um, you need to know the difference between cardioversion and defibrillation. And then we, go, we do asystole, you gotta know asystole, and also know artifacts. Know what the term artifact is, all right? So when you leave this live, get into your virtual trainer, do your ECG overview. It's very important that you know those particular, I think it's five or six, yes, pages 148. Um, this is, oh, I don't want to give the pages because it's PN and RN. If you're, if you're a PN, don't be fooled. You need to know ECGs just like the RNs do. Even if your nursing school didn't go over it for whatever reason, maybe you were in a nine-month program, a very short, fast program, and they didn't cover it. When you sit down and take your state boards, know it. Okay, you got to know it. Um, so nursing considerations are going to be to, number one, provide assurance to your client to your client by explaining um, the procedure to the patient. Also, let the patients know this is a very fast and painless procedure that will put them at rest very quickly. Um, medication review to determine accurate results. Can, can you guys kind of think of some uh, medications that might alter an ECG reading? Think about that, right? Digoxin right, uh, might alter it if the patient's on a beta blocker as well that may alter it. Uh, number three says some ECG machines are sensitive to metals, so you have to make sure that the metals are removed. Number four, ensure the ECG machine is, is grounded properly to the patient, okay? And then five, providing privacy, very important because more than likely your, your, um, your male patient will have his chest exposed. Your female patient could have her chest exposed as well. So we have to provide privacy. Okay, guys, it is on. It is time for our NCLEX questions. I just have four. And then Facebook, you have the challenge of unlocking the bonus question today. So here is the first question. How to pass NCLEX, you gotta know this stuff. So in a heart mechanical activity, the definition of cardiac output is what? Number one, the amount of blood ejected each minute of the left ventricle per square meter of the body surface area. Two, the amount of blood that the heart pumps out in one minute and can be changed by altering heart rate, stroke volume, or both. Three, 
cardiac output? Is it the difference between the mean arterial blood pressure and the right arterial pressure? Or four, is cardiac output the pulsatile pressure resulted from the cardiac cycle and systolic and diastolic trough? What do you think? What is cardiac output? Mm, how do you calculate cardiac output? If you know how to calculate it, then you know what it is. I think this is right. And I'm surprised, surprisingly surprising you, you guys are doing well. You guys got it. All right, nice. The correct answer is indeed number two. Amazing, 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 amazing. Great job. So the cardiac in um, the index, the flow rate and arterial blood pressure, right? These all are going to help you to know what is the amount of blood the heart is pumping out in one minute, okay? And the stroke volume, heart rate, these things can change the heart's cardiac output. Number two, here's question number two coming at you guys. In order to maintain normal cardiac function, these three electrolytes must be maintained. Three important electrolytes that must be maintained. Sodium, calcium, and is it number one, magnesium? Two, phosphorus. Three, potassium. Or four, chloride. Four, chloride, very important, chloride. What say if the Remar nurses on this Monday? We're getting it in studying today. ECG, gotta know it, gotta love it for your NCLEX. I can't get around this one. All right, and the correct answer, I know you want to know this. It is going to be, yes, my new nurses got this one right immediately. Potassium, we talked about hyperkalemia hypokalemium. It helps to keep your heart beating at a regular pace. And so it's going to control the electrical signals of the myocardium, the middle layer of the heart. Good job. All right. We are rounding up. This is question number three. The client asked the nurse, how can the ECG determine the heart's conductivity? The nurse's best response is, Number one, it monitors your heartbeat using electrical signals. Two, it traces the sound waves of the heart. Three, it measures the pressure of the heart as it pumps blood in and out of the heart. Or four, it determines if the heart's electrical signals are traveling in a correct pathway. Let's say if you guys, when we talk about, when we talk about how is the ECG working, what did I tell you guys? What did I tell you is the most important thing? What do we care about? And it is going to absolutely be number four, okay? Number four. You were listening today. You were listening. Yes. All right. We said the sinus node is where that heartbeat initiates. It's where the signal is coming from to tell the heart to contract. So the ECG is looking for if the pathway is following the appropriate order. That is what's important. And so you guys have to know what that order is 
I can't tell you what the order is. You guys have to know it, right? Because if you study that, then you'll remember it longer. All right, shortcut is to just get into the virtual trainer. We go over it in there. All right, now, next question is this, okay? And this will be the final question unless we can get Facebook to show up. And right now, um, Facebook is on you. I think we have about 13 shares. We have 176 people watching on Facebook. So if we can get 60 shares, if we can get 60 shares, we'll do our bonus question. Here is our fourth question, though. In a standard 12-lead ECG, it is important to remember the bipolar and unipolar leads. How many are bipolar and unipolar? Oh, it seems like some stuff you guys might want to know. You might want to see that bonus question. All right. How many of the leads are bipolar? And how many are unipolar? All right, number one, six bipolar leads and six unipolar leads. Two, nine bipolar leads and three unipolar leads. Three, three bipolar leads and nine unipolar leads. Or is it four? Four bipolar leads and eight unipolar leads. I might be stretching some of you guys on this. And if you don't know this information, you definitely need to share this video because you learned something. Somebody you know learned something. We got 14 shares trying to get to 60 for today from Facebook. We need you, Facebook. We need your help. The correct answer is this. Number three. It's actually number three. There are three bipolar leads and nine unipolar leads, okay? Ah, 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 don't be fooled. Don't think that NCLEX won't ask you. I see a comment where NCLEX is not gonna ask this. Oh, you, mm, okay. All right, so anyways, let me tell you guys this. Bipolar leads measure the difference between two actual ECG patch locations, all right? Unipolar leads use one ECG patch location. And so that is the difference, okay? That is the difference. And it is good for you to know the diagnostic procedures that you will be doing. The only reason why I put something in my review or I tell you guys about it is because statistically, new nurses are doing ECGs. That's the only reason why it is on an NCLEX material that I present, all right? So... It is important that you do actually know this information. Anything I tell you, know it, all right? Know it. I'm not about wasting your time. I don't want you to study stuff that you don't actually need to know. I want you to be very well-rounded. Okay, our share goals. Our share goals is this. We are going for 60 shares on Facebook. And as we prepare to get those shares, here is a video I want you to see from a new Remar nurse. This is our motivation. Here we go. Hey, Remar Nurses. I'm Kaimia from New Jersey, and I just wanted to give a few encouraging words. Um, I graduated in February of 2021, and I went straight to take my test. I'm like, if I don't know it now, then, you know, I, I should know it now. So I went on and I took my test two weeks after I graduated, and I did not pass. I went on and I studied some more with all the current things that I had. Um, all my resources from school and I still I took the test in May and I failed again so what I did was I took a breather 
And then in June of 2021, I decided to take a chance with Remar. Um, I studied for months, studied for months, and studying and working, we all know that it is a task, including having to do with, you know, being a parent, dealing with your family and working and studying is really a lot. So I studied maybe, I say about nine to 10 months with the Remar Virtual Trainer and um, the Quick Facts book. And I took my test again, July, 2022. And I am now a Remar nurse, Kymia Harden LPN. So I'm just here to tell you, do not give up. Put God first. Keep your head in those books. Repetition and content is your friend. And you can do it too. Thank you. I love it, guys. So we didn't reach our share goal, but I got good news. We just heard from a real Remar nurse who said, listen, this is the way you pass NCLEX. Take a chance. She said she took a chance on Remar. Love it. Took a chance on Remar. Study repetition. Make it your own journey, right? If you are a non-traditional nursing student, like you have kids, family, a job, a husband, it may take you a little bit longer. And that's okay. The goal is that you end up with your nursing license. Nothing is better than that. Like nothing. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love when you guys send in testimonial videos. They help on Monday Motivation. Think straight. Think yourself. Think straight. Think yourself. We'll try for the bonus question next week with YouTube. You guys give the, um, the opportunity to have that fifth question. But right now, we're going to just roll right into Monday Motivation. Think straight. Think yourself. And this is something super personal to me. Is there anybody who has ever been influenced by somebody else seriously um your your family your friends school social media like you know one thing i social media is like the worst right now because it will it will definitely 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 have you looking and thinking that you need something that you really don't need okay <laughs> a celebrity or random stranger, uh, a celebrity or a random stranger. We're talking about things that influ influence you, influence your decisions, influence your desires, influence your, your thoughts about things. Because we do, we have to be careful this week about where we are getting our mindsets from. And so I want you to consider um, the things that you want, who are they coming from? Asking yourself, okay, who are you and what do you want, right? When it comes to your current job, right? The, the Corsa or, or even anything else that you really want, I want you to really ask yourself, is this really going to make you happy? Is this what you really want, okay? Is it your choice or is it the choice of others? Because one thing that a lot of you have in common is you tend to prioritize the needs of other people over yourself. You tend to put other people's needs, wants, goals in front of your actual own desires, right? And, and that could be your family. That could be your family. That could be you know, your job. If you know you have to study, but your job says we're short, we need you. Some people are going to be like, you know what? I can study for NCLEX anytime. I got to get to work. 
not knowing that the current job you are in is underpaying you, right? Because you're, you're educated to be a nurse. Uh, you don't intend to retire from there. You actually don't want to retire from there. It's not equipping you to live the lifestyle you want, right? So every time you defer your own dreams to help somebody else, you're actually helping them live out their own dreams. All right. Every time you put your own needs on the back burner, the people that you're working for, the people that, you know, you're serving, they're out there living their best life. They are actually doing what you intend to do. So make sure that your goals line up. All right. Never, never, never sacrifice what you want to the point that you don't be you're not unfulfilled. All right. And I love that you guys are, are saying, yes, yes, yes. I'm putting myself first. It's all about priority. Right. You have to see everything as the next step for you. How is this helping me get to the next step? Right. So if I'm if I'm not taking quick facts with me, all right, I'm not taking quick facts with me when I go um, on the bus or wherever I'm going to scroll Instagram. OK, so Instagram is getting paid for your attention. Facebook, YouTube, whatever. They're all benefiting. But you have to make sure you're using these resources to help you. So, yeah, if you're on right now and you're studying for NCLEX, that's how you use a resource like social media. All right. But if you're checking out the next latest shoes for the fall or the winter, you don't have money for that. You don't have time for that. That's not a priority for you. All right. I'm going to tell you guys what other people won't tell you. Other people will just say, buy my product and go live your best life. I'm going to say, you'll never live your best life if you cannot prioritize your needs. Sometimes you have to be able to do it. All right. Um, so, yes. So other people, other people may tell you, right, that this or that is better, or you should be doing this or that, but you have to keep in mind, you can consider what people said, but at the end of the day, your choice and your desire comes first. And as we seek to be on our goals, we have to remember that other people's opinion cannot become your reality, period. And other, and I, I've, I've encountered this where a nursing student has said, my teacher told me I shouldn't be in nursing school or I won't be a good nurse. Even me, myself, y'all know my story. If y'all got first shift, if y'all have my book first shift where I talk about my uh, first two years experience in nursing, you would not believe people who told me that I should not be a nurse, that I was not cut out to be a nurse. I should do something else. I mean, it is a common experience for those looking to make a difference in this world. The enemy will send people into your life to discourage you. And so you cannot let another person's opinion become your reality for yourself. You always have to have your own dream. You always have to have your own goal. You cannot do it, right? You cannot do it if you're constantly living uh, based off of somebody else's feelings about you. We got to cut that out. All right. Um, so for your reality, always, always, always um, think straight, think for yourself and follow your own dreams. Okay. Think straight, think for yourself, follow your own dreams. That is the motivational point for this week. If you don't have a dream for yourself this week, I want you to work on getting one. I want you to, in your mind, write it down, create a vision board, write down the very 
best things that you want in your life? Is it good health, uh, stable family, right? Reliable car. I'm having car problems right now. I'm trying to find a reliable vehicle, like whatever you want in your life, write it down because that then becomes your dream, right? Um, and so this is what it's all about. The journey, the journey to getting your nursing license. It may not be easy, but it's definitely going to be worth it. And remember, if nobody told you this, you can, <laughs> you will, and you absolutely must pass in clicks. See you guys later. Bye-bye.